0: Do you have a story you want to share on my channel? Go to AsTheRavenDreams.com slash submit or check the links down below and thank you. I was on a job where I had to drive site to site and do a small upgrade to the shelving at every CVS pharmacy in California. I'm about a month into the contract and I've got over a hundred miles through the redwoods to my next location. As I'm driving, I notice that I smell a slight funk on myself. If I can smell it, it will be a hundred times worse to the client. I'll need to figure out how to get a shower and change clothes before arriving at the next location. I'm about forty miles deep into this isolated stretch of highway, through the redwoods when I see a sign for a camp at the next exit. I take the turn off to see if they have a shower. I pull into this really small camp that has about 15 spots all tight together in a circle. It's an awful camp, but it's deserted, and they have a shower. Perfect. I grab a towel and a change of clothes, and I head into the bath building. As I approach, I can hear water running. I get to the building, and there's someone in one of the stalls taking a shower. This is really weird. The camp is deserted. No cars, no tents. It's the middle of winter, and we're miles and miles from civilization. Who in the world could be in there? It's got to be a pot farmer, right? Maybe a homeless dude? Are there meth labs in the redwoods? Not quite spooked by it, but my instincts are telling me that this is very weird. I decide to go ahead and use one of the showers a few stalls down from him. I'm comforted that the doors are thick metal with a big strong bolt lock. The shower runs on quarters. (laughs) Nice, California. I take off my clothes and slide some quarters into the slot and the water immediately turns on. A second later, I hear, Ah! Oh Oh, no. I must have stolen his hot water. I feel awful, but I can't shut it off. The water instantly runs when the quarters go in. Nothing I can do. So, uneasily, I step under the water, wondering what's going through the other guy's head. Well... I don't have to wait long to find out. I'm about a minute into my shower when, bam, there's a huge metal smash against my metal shower door. Followed by him screaming, Aah! bam, 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 this dude is trying to kick down my door. I'm petrified. I get out of the shower and stand by the door dripping wet and naked with my fists up just in case he gets in. I can't put into words how uncomfortable I felt about the concept of fighting naked. I kept thinking I should try to put my pants on really quick, but couldn't bring myself to do so, because if the door gave while my pants were around my ankles, I would get absolutely destroyed. I also thought about the implications of fighting someone miles and miles From the next human being. What are the stakes? I've been in more than a handful of bar fights, and even enjoyed boxing with my friends. But there was never any real danger. If someone was getting hurt, everyone breaks it up. Is this guy going to stop fighting if he wins? Is this to the death in his mind? I'm so scared that I'm near panicking, but I try to control my breathing and give myself the best possible chance at coming out of this. After what felt like an eternity of him trying to get in, even though it was probably only a minute or two, he stops screaming and banging. I call out to him, Hey, I'm sorry, I'll give you more quarters. There's no answer. I wait a few more minutes, and finally relax a little. Phew, he's got his wits about him. I resume my shower, thinking about how weird this is, and wondering if he'll be waiting for me. Then, I think about my truck. I've got a few grand worth of tools in there. I literally cannot afford to lose them. I'm sure he's in it. It's soaking wet. I jump out of the shower, throw on my pants... Slam open my stall door and go running out toward my vehicle. As I turn the corner of the building towards the parking lot at a full sprint, I'm so relieved to see that he's nowhere around. He must have slinked back to wherever he hides in the wilderness, thank God. So, dear homeless, hippie, meth lab crazy person, please, chill, chill. So, this park has different parking lots and various pull offs from the main road. I pulled in one and followed the road down to the last parking lot there. There is a a park slash preservation area with hella walking trails and a bunch of fishing spots. There are some open fields too, but it's mainly just heavily wooded areas with plenty of trails so myself, my partner, and my two large dogs had finished one of the trails that came out into a parking lot at another pull-off. We looked at the map and realized that we had to take this main pathway that linked all of the pull-offs. We walked back to the one we were at, and it came through near the entrance. This meant we had to walk about three quarters of a mile-ish, beside the blacktop to where we parked. As we were walking, this old guy, 70 plus, in a minivan, slows down and pulls his mask down to his chin. Mind you, there's no mandate here, so people who wear them usually wear them properly. And he stares. I look at him and go back to talking to my partner, who is also confused about what is going on, Like, he looked like he was going to say something, but then just kept staring for about a solid minute. Finally, he drives off. My partner, who is continuously shook by how dudes act around women, was like, WTF. Like, the creep factor that is within the normal range we put up with as women, and he's always just like, guys don't do that when he sees it on TV. Then, they will tell him some stories, and he's like, hmm, okay, well that's, you know, creepy as hell. To be fair, he's the type of guy that isn't really comfortable even hitting on girls, so he really isn't aware of what is normal creepiness for us to experience. Anyways, this story. So, we're walking back to the truck and talking about the old dude in the minivan. We get past the first two parking lots, and I'm like, hold up, where did that guy go? Then, we make it a bit further, and I'm thinking, how the hell is it possible he's parked beside my truck? Like, it's not the only vehicle at the park, or even in that parking lot, and there's also hella other spots. So, I'm like, mother effer, he's beside the truck. And my partner's like, okay, what's wrong with that? So, I briefly explain to him that this guy is exactly the type to do something bad. He's doing everything wrong. So, he's beside my truck and he's got some air pump thing, like he's airing up a tire. Like it's plugged in inside the van and is pumping air. I think it was going to his tires or something, which is weird, because his tires weren't low enough to need to pull over and fill up? And even if they were, why would you pull into the last parking lot down the pull off? This was hella sketchy. Anyways, we're walking to the truck and he's still staring hard, like he was gonna say something but then never said anything. And us, looking right at him, wouldn't stop him either. So we get the dogs in the truck, my boyfriend gets in, and I ask him to take a picture of the license plate while I get the dogs some water. As I was getting in, this creep had already hurriedly put everything away, closed all three doors that he had open, and then hauled ass out of the parking lot. I was like, okay, good riddance. So then... I'm getting situated, and end up pulling out of the spot about 30 seconds after him. I leave, and I'm not really going fast, and right when I see the exit to the main road, I see the guy in his van are still there waiting to turn out. Then, he guns it onto the road. He must have been sitting there for at least a minute until he saw me and then left quickly. I ended up going the other way to avoid even worrying about him again, but literally nothing sat right with me about this. Why was he staring like he couldn't look away? Why did he say nothing when it constantly looked like he was about to say something? Why did he end up parking by my truck? Why was he airing something up, and why did he leave so quick after a picture of his van was taken? Like, holy hell, guys or just people in general, like that, or why I don't like leaving the house. I thought about calling the cops to tell them, but I'm not even sure what would come of it. This happened about an hour and a half ago. There is one Walgreens downtown in my city... Open 24 hours. I'm impatient, and I wanted to pick up what I needed tonight instead of trekking out during the day. So, I go, do my shopping, and head to the car. I'm sitting in the car, it's running, doors are locked, and I'm trying to get a podcast to where the story is, instead of sitting through the host's BS for 45 minutes. Looking at you, my favorite murderer. When I first got to the car, my half of the lot was empty. Anyways, I get my podcast to the right point, and I hear something pull on my back passenger door. I look up, and there's a young male with a ball cap on, standard surgical mask and a backpack, and he's dressed in all black, and all of his accessories are black. He was by my back passenger door, and when I looked back, startled to say the very least, he kind of ducked down and peeked into the passenger window, holding his hands up as if to apologize. I put the car in reverse, and calmly back the car up and reverse into another spot, so now I'm facing the rest of the lot, and the spot I was parked in is to my right. This dude is still standing there making apology hands, then he points to two cars in the lot closer to the building, and jogs over to them slowly as if to point out, I have a car right here, no need to freak out. There was a man and a woman getting out of one of the cars, paying me and this dude no mind as they walked to the store. On their right was another vehicle that I couldn't see, and I couldn't see if anyone was in it or near it. I just wanted to get the hell out of there at this point, so I did, shaking like a freaking leaf. Here are a few things. First, last month, my boyfriend's car was stolen. It was completely my fault. I ran into a gas station for literally a minute leaving the car running, which I've done countless times in my life, and which I will never do again, in front of the store. I recall a big newer pickup pulling in front while I was paying, and when I left 12 seconds later, both my boyfriend's car and the pickup were gone. So, this kid seemingly pointing to the other vehicle as if to say, I have a car, why would I want yours?, is of no comfort. Who knows who was in the other car? It could have been a similar situation where the thief gets dropped off and steals a car and then his accomplice follows him out. Second thing, the way the car was parked. If this dude came from that direction, he had to have seen me in the driver's seat. I was sitting up, setting my phone up, so he couldn't even use the excuse of I didn't know you were there or I was just making sure you were okay. You could see what I was doing, and I was very conscious. Also, why go to the back passenger side and try the door handle to see if it would open? I wish I stuck around. I wish I could have called the cops. I just was not sure this dude didn't have a weapon on him. And when I saw him, he just decided to play stupid and walk away, instead of actually doing something. I didn't get a good look at him either, especially because he was wearing a hat and a mask, and he was bent over, so no real gauge on his height. I did try calling the store, but no one was answering, even after I tried skipping all the prompts. So... Especially after getting my boyfriend's car stolen, I'm extra shaken. What if the door was unlocked for some reason? What if the dude had a weapon and tried to use it? What if there were other people around with him, but I got out of there before seeing them? What if he was hoping I was asleep or whatever, and was just going to hide in the back like some horrible urban legend come to life? I'm supposed to be in bed snuggled with my boyfriend, but instead I'm freaking out outside chain smoking. That's another thing. I don't smoke in the new car. What if I'd been outside smoking before heading home? Would he just have pushed past me, or pushed me in? Anyways, really freaked out, and thank you for reading my mess. I hope everyone takes care. To set some facts, I was an exchange student, small built, and I lived in an apartment on my own. I'm also an extremely heavy sleeper, meaning that my neighbors would blast loud music, and my other neighbors have their loud TV right beside my bed, but I never woke up because of the noise. Mind you, this story might not seem as scary to some but being someone who has never been in such a situation, it was definitely a freeze-or-fight moment for me. I originally come from a big city. Not too overcrowded, but pretty big. It's always been safe in my city to anyone. You rarely hear about break-ins, even though it's always busy. However, in the States, I lived in a really small town. A college town, basically. Very quiet and sleepy all the time. The area where my apartment was located wasn't the fanciest in town, but also wasn't the sketchiest. I've never feared for my safety in there until that day. I needed a nap, and I dragged it longer than I intended to, so I woke up around late sunset, Towards the end of my nap, for some reason, and remember, I'm a very heavy sleeper, I was half asleep and half awake. It was getting darker already outside, so there was not much light to alarm me of the time. If anything, I was closer to being asleep than awake. I kept hearing sounds from the wall where my apartment door is, which also happens to be the same side of the walls where my bed and the window are. In the beginning, being myself, I thought that I was dreaming. I was still half awake, and I thought it was one of my neighbors doing something. But then the scratching and noise kept going for about a full minute. This is when I became fully awake. I sat on my bed and paid attention and quickly realized that this scratching noise was someone outside of my door. I gathered every single bit of courage that me and all of my ancestors had and walked closer to the door. Thinking about it now, I probably shouldn't have. Now, I identified the scratching sounds were coming from my doorknob slash lock. The sounds of when someone tries to insert a key or a card to unlock the door to get in. Except this person clearly didn't have a key to my apartment. I kept getting closer to the door so I could take a look through the peephole. There was an old man, white beard, white hair, dressed in all dark clothing, with a couple of shopping bags sitting next to him. I've never thought so rationally or irrationally in my life so quickly. I've never been that brave. I mean, what can a five-foot girl do with zero self-defense knowledge, right? All what I learned that day is, unfortunately for a small girl, my response was fight. I took a couple steps back, and I ran to the door and kicked it as hard as I could and growled at him. You'd think he would run at this point, but he didn't. He just picked up his bags, turned his back, and went downstairs. To make sure I'm safe, I reported it to the sheriff's office. The lady on the phone told me that he might just be an old man who's lost. But why my apartment, though? She told me there was a couple of incidents of the same nature that were reported the previous week. Then, to double-check, I talked to my neighbors downstairs who have a clear sight of whoever gets up and down the stairs, and they hang outside of their apartments a lot. So, when I confirmed with them, they said they saw him once on the opposite side of the apartments, but they're not sure if he lives there. I always wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. He might be just old and lost, but... What if it wasn't that way? It could all just be a good disguise. Plus, I'm the only single little girl who lived in that building. But I can't stop thinking about if he meant harm that day. I probably dodged a bullet. So, this happened two years ago when I was still in high school. A little bit of background. My mom lives in an apartment in the city that I went to high school in, and since she lived not far from the school, I went and returned home by foot every day. The story happened during winter, so when I got out of school at 5pm, it was already dark outside. I remember perfectly when it happened. It was Friday evening, and for once, I didn't have classes on Saturday, so I took the time I had to go shopping with my friends. We finished around 6pm and separated to go back to our houses. It was maybe 6.30 when I arrived in the street where I lived, and had two options. Entering the building by the front door or entering by the back door, which was closer to where I was. So, I chose the second option, and entered the alleyway where the gate was and started to look for my keys. But, as I opened my bag, I saw a shadow on the wall next to me, indicating that someone was behind me. The thing is, Only residents of the building would have to go in this alley, since there was nothing except the building's parking lot, closed by the gate. So, clearly this person had absolutely no reason to be here. I turned around to face a man, probably in his mid-thirties. I couldn't really see since it was dark and there was only a street lamp a few meters behind him. I tend to panic really quickly, so I tried to stay calm. He said something to me, but since I had my earphones in, I asked him to repeat what he said, thinking maybe he was asking for directions or help. He simply replied that all was going as planned, and that he just wanted to know my name. I didn't want to give him my name, so... I gave a fake one in hopes that he would leave me, but he asked me if we could talk a bit, and if I could give him my Snapchat ID, because he wanted to know me better. I was really scared, but decided to stay polite since he could have been armed or something like that, and I didn't want to upset him. I told him I didn't have Snapchat, which was true, and he stopped to smile. He said, Why are you lying? Every pretty girl your age has Snapchat. Otherwise, would you share your cute photos? I didn't know how to react, so I simply said it was the truth and that I needed to go home to take care of my little brother. At one point, he must have noticed how scared I was, since he said to me, Am I scaring you? Why are you scared? I just want to talk with you. And he actually started to yell in the street, saying that all girls were the same and that he hated women. I tried to stay calm, but I couldn't speak. I was literally terrified, so I started to slowly walk towards the gate, but he screamed and told me not to move or he would rip my throat off but then he calmed down and asked if I had a boyfriend. It was like speaking to two different people. I didn't want to reply, so he got mad again and walked toward me like he wanted to hit me. I wanted to run to the gate since it was about 10 meters away, but I knew he would follow me and I needed to enter a code anyways, so he clearly could have hit me or worse. At this moment, a car arrived in the alley. I didn't know the woman inside the car, but honestly, she was like my only escape, so I screamed for help. She opened her window, told me to get in the car, and told the guy to move or she would call the police. She waited with me until the creepy dude finally left, and made sure that I got home safely. I'll never thank her enough for saving me to this day. The guy was sincerely creepy as hell, and to this day, I still think about what could have happened if the woman had arrived a few seconds later. When I lived in Tucson... I rented a home in a retirement community. I had a Harley Davidson and was living with my dog. A neighbor had a motorcycle as well, but was too old to ride, and would stand outside and wave when I would ride by and take off. He lived just across from me. The neighbor next to him said he was a really nice guy and could use a friend and someone to help out from time to time with things, seeing as he was older and I was in my early thirties. One day, I'm on my ladder cutting branches on my mesquite tree. He asks if I can swing by afterwards and cut a few of his branches as well. I gladly say yes. We got to chatting, and his wife of nearly 70 years had passed about five years prior, and he said he'd been sad and lonely without her. He also told me that he was a teacher for many years before retiring. As we parted ways, he asked if I could come by sometime and help him plug in a Blu-ray player that he had purchased. I told him no problem. I came by to install the Blu-ray player a few days later, and he was making something to eat. He asked if I wanted to have a bite, and if I was into whiskey. I told him that I was an avid Jameson drinker in my 20s, so he poured me some whiskey on the rocks. As we had some Bertolli pasta, before hooking up the Blu-ray player behind his TV that was hard to get to in an odd entertainment center, he asked me, Do you like wrestling? I have a good friend that lives near the base of Mount Lemmon. He's about my age. Sometimes we have some of the younger guys over there, and he has mats in the house. Everyone takes off their shirts and pants and wrestles. It's a lot of fun. Um, what the hell? I told him that's not something I'm interested in, and I became extremely uncomfortable. I decided to very quickly hook up the Blu-ray player so I could go home immediately As I'm behind the TV and can't see him, he starts asking me if I enjoyed watching pornography. That he has those kinds of videos on DVD and he can share them with me. I almost smashed my head into the top of the entertainment center just as I was plugging in the HDMI cable, and he was asking me such bizarre question. as quickly as humanly possible. I got out from behind the TV so I could see him and ensure that I was safe from anything happening. Thankfully, he was just standing behind the couch, 15 feet away, watching while I finished. I told him, Hey, I'm not into that kind of thing, I've got to go, and I quickly made a dash for the door before I told him goodbye. From that point forward, I never interacted with him. My damn motorcycle was very loud, so every time I would leave, which was often, he would hear it, come outside, and watch while I rode off, waving at me. When I'd come home late in the evenings, I could see in his front window where his computer and monitor were, and I swear there were videos of women on his monitor with his blinds wide open while he sat there. I never stopped long enough to see very many specifics about what he was watching. Considering he was a teacher in his former life, up in Minnesota, his completely bizarre and disgusting questions really frightened me about whether or not he may have been involved with younger people in the past. This was about a year ago, and those memories still freak me out to this day when I think back. This happened around the early 2000s. I was around 8 years old at the time, and was at my aunt's house. My cousin, her son, was a college student at the time, but he and my aunt would regularly babysit me while my parents were at work. He'd recently got a new Dell laptop to use for school. and During this incident, I was hanging out in his room, but... He was on his desktop doing homework while babysitting me, so he let me play on his laptop. Back then, Yahoo Messenger was what he used to chat with friends and our cousins, and he was logged in on his laptop. Of course, being the kid I was, I used his account to message some of our cousins or his friends pretending to be him. Out of nowhere, I got a chat from someone I didn't recognize. I started chatting with them, thinking it was a relative or his friend that didn't have their email contact saved. The conversation seemed normal, until they asked for my age. Being a kid and inexperienced with the internet, I didn't think much of it at the time, so, pretending to be my cousin... I said I was a teenager. The person replied saying they were a child. I can't remember the specific age, but they said they were younger than my actual age. I knew they were lying, because why would a child be active on Yahoo Chat and articulate themselves so well? So, I said, You're lying. You can't be that young and type that well. The person then said that They were telling the truth and that I was lying about my age. I remember asking them to prove to me how they knew I was lying. They said they can tell what I was wearing at the time of the chat. At the time, I was wearing a pink and purple pajama set with a white cat on the shirt. The person said that I was sitting on a bed with a pink shirt with a cat on it. I literally got the chills and felt the color leave my body. I looked around my cousin's room and saw that he had a Logitech QuickCam chat webcam connected to his desktop. I said to him, Are you messing with me right now? He said, No, what are you talking about? Are you chatting with me on Yahoo Messenger? No, do you see me on Yahoo right now? He was right. He was on the internet browser the whole time. I even asked him to maximize his Yahoo chat window, and he had no conversation history with me. How could he when I was using his account? The person messaged me again, saying, Why'd you stop replying? I know you're there. I was petrified. I closed his laptop and left it on his bed. I can't remember if his laptop even had a webcam, but almost 17 years later, I still get the chills thinking about this incident. I'm positive it wasn't my cousin, and whoever it was had most likely hacked into his Logitech webcam or his laptop. To edit, to add to the story, my cousin never admitted it was him messing around with me either even after my initial confrontation. He also didn't have any active chats open at the time with other people, that I didn't see, as this happened within maybe 10 minutes. It was a pretty short conversation. The chat with me showed up on his desktop as it was on his laptop, me using his account to chat. Again, I was 8 and my cousin was around 19 or 20, so... I don't think he would have trolled me that hard and then never admitted to it. I hope that clarifies any confusion. So that was a collection of terrifying encounter stories. As always, creepy and educational. Be aware of your surroundings and don't trust anybody you don't know. I don't like saying that, but it kind of does go without saying as you listen to these. Maybe more so trust, but verify. Does that make sense? I don't know. If you enjoyed these and would like more content like this, please do hit that thumbs up button. That really helps me out. Also, if you really enjoyed it, you can hit that comment button and leave me a comment, letting me know your thoughts, what you thought of the video, what you thought of the stories, and what you think of me as a person. You can also hit that subscribe button and the bell icon if you are new to the channel. If you're not new, don't hit it, you'll unsubscribe and that'll be sad. (laughs) All that said, if you want to support further and would like early access, that's right, early access and potentially some merch, please consider checking out my Patreon and channel memberships. All patrons and channel members get early access, some get extra content, and some even more get stuff like posters and stickers and merch, Raven merch. Raven merch that I bought. Raven merch that I bought that I want to get rid of. So, consider it. For a dollar a month, you can get early access. For a little more, you can get some cool stuff from the channel. All that said, my lovely friends, I hope you have a beautiful day, and I hope to see you on the next video. But, until then... Sleep well.